Like it's my own responsibility to get these tools yeah. to be able to communicate with you in an effective way yes. so we can move through conflict. I'm trying to take a cute picture of you. Oh. All right. All right. All right. Mm. Make sure you put it in the middle. All right. Mm. I got a question for you. Okay. I got an actual serious question for real. Oh, okay. I need to know your answer to this. What's your question? Okay. So sometimes with characters and people in real life or, you know, like actors and stuff, and I'm like, oh, do you sure. think they smell good? Is that a normal thought? Is that a normal thought? I feel like that's not Tell abnormal. Me I'm good. You're so good. Tell me I'm good. Um, I don't know that I've ever thought about that. I like regularly am like, oh, do you think they smell good in real life? Interesting. Yeah. I wonder about that. Yeah. So like Henry Cavill, oh, he smells so good. I know that man smells like aftershave, like, like, like a mature leather and oak. Yeah. You know, but like now, like, um, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, oh, like Rudy Giuliani probably smells like shit. Like Disgusting. actually like duty or like Mitch McConnell. Piss. Mitch McConnell, I feel like probably always smells like piss. Yeah. Without a doubt. Or vomit. Yeah. So now I have some questions the for sewers. you with sure. that in mind. I'm gonna go through a list of characters and I think you're gonna be very familiar with these. Ooh. Okay. And I wanna see what your thoughts are. Okay. You guys can play along in the bottom too. Like I'm what sure. I think they smell like? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Your girlfriend, Carlac. Carlac smells like Motor ash. Oil. No, no, I think she smells like like a campfire. Um, but also something like oddly no. sweet. I'm so sorry. I think Carlac probably smells like sulfur. No, Carlac does not. Take that back. She's from, she has like a, a hell, like okay, a hellion engine Okay, but sulfur smells like her. rotten eggs. I know. No, I'm telling you, Carlac smells, smells like burnt up, like like, like campfire. Rub, like rubber, I think. No, Carlac smells like campfire, but also like the woods. This like is food. a Carlac fan club, yes. to be clear. Yes. And I'm telling you right now. No, she smells good. I don't, like I think, I think it's like the, like Febrezing or like when you put Axe body spray on a no. teenage boy. Also, why, why are you asking me questions if you're going to say no? I'm just telling you. I think you need to that's be realistic. Your, that's your opinion. But my opinion about a made up character who probably doesn't smell like anything because she doesn't exist in IRL is that she smells like campfire and like like a Bath and Body Works candle. To be clear, I want Carlac to smell good. Yeah, it seems no. like you don't. Bath and Body Works is Shadowheart. <laughs> no. Yeah. What does no. Shadowheart smell like? Shadowheart smells like something herby. Like Shadowheart is the Patchouli? like... No, 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 no. Like different kind of herby. Like, um. Jahira's patchouli. Jahira smells like straight up incense. Like the classic, like, uh, hippie dippy incense. Yeah. Like that kind of a thing. That's what she smells oh, like. I love it. Shadowheart smells probably like, like mint and like. Would it be fair to say. Hmm. Mint. What does Shadowheart? Like eucalyptus and mint. And also probably incense. A I think because she's too. like in the, the char and yeah, all the, the temple. And stuff. Yeah, she smells like the temple, but also like mint and and like There's eucalyptus. No, the temple would smell so dusty, right? And all yeah. the death and the blood and the body. Oh, it probably all smells like. Well, because she's not a ballist. Yeah, that's fair. No, no, no. The sh temple of Shar. After I guess, well, I guess she's the not time. in the temple of yeah, Shar. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. So Astarian. Astarian smells like aftershave. He smells like the inside of a brothel, probably. Really? Like all perfumey. I think perfumey for sure. You miss a Starian, don't you? What do you mean I miss him? Like that you cast him out of your camp. Oh, he's staying with me. In my second playthrough, everyone, I want you to know he's he's my ride or die. You have seen I, the light. I have seen the light. Um, what are some other characters? Halson. 
Halston smells Halston like herb. Halston smells like the woods. Do you think Halston... That man smells like musk and like, oh, like pine. Oh, yeah. Pine. Mm-hmm. Pine. He smells like pine and like straight pheromones. Like your grandparents when they move up north, when they decide they're done and they retire and they want to live like but a But in like cabin. a sexy way, though. Grandparents oh, aren't sexy. Yeah, that's fair. I will, my, at least a, I don't think of my grandparents Halston in a, a sexy man. way. I feel like his hand could probably like... Without a doubt, I have such small hands. Yeah, and I'm fine with it. I embrace it. That it's... man could bat you around oh with his big mitts. God damn! Can you imagine a slap on the ass from him? It'd be your whole God ass. Damn. We read a Both whole article cheeks. about how oh, wonderfully yes. gay and queer. <laughs> and I love it. it I'll link amazing. it in the description. We'll probably it's talk really about good. it on an uh, episode to get it out of our jimmies. Who yeah. else? Let's pick one more character. What do you think Volo smells like? God, I don't know. I feel like there's a bit of piss there, but also like he's well-traveled, but like also he seems fairly clean. So I feel like, but is anyone really clean in, in those the medieval, in the times? medieval times? No. Also, Volo really does make the rounds. Like he's really in the city all the time. So I feel like the he city would, smells like shit. Yeah, I feel, I feel like. like he would smell like piss, not because he's like dirty, but because he's like walking around oh, in God. the gutters all the time and splashing the piss from the gutters up on like the legs of his trousers, you know? It's like aura, like oodipus. You know what I'm saying? That is the grossest <laughs> thing visual. But also like if we're being need. realistic about medieval you're times. Because right. I said the thing about Carlex, so you're right. I don't even He's stinky. Oh, it's stinky. I feel like he probably smells like somewhat clean because he's probably like shower or like yeah. bathing regularly. But also he just has like the smell of a man well traveled. Yeah. I'm trying to think, is Lazelle a wild card or Gail, I feel like is probably just like the same as Volo, probably. Yeah, not like a of his stinky, own. but like fine. You know, He's probably clean. Fine. yeah. Lazelle, I have no idea. What would a Gith Yankee smell like? I mean, I don't know what Gith Yankee smells like. Same, so. honestly. I feel like Lazelle is probably actually really intoxicating. Like, like Lazelle is the kind of person that like you don't want to like her because she's so overtly rude to you, but you can't oh, stop no. thinking just absolutely disgustingly feral sexual thoughts I about Lazelle. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? I would, yeah. You like that though. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You want her to be a little disappointed in you. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to let her down. <laughs> oh God. Anyways, back to the Great. episode. Love that we're outing your kinks on this, this episode. This wasn't even. We were just. This, we were this just isn't even part of the show. Love that for us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What are we unpacking today? Oh boy. So we are actually talking about something that is a failed main channel video. For those of you who don't know, by the way, I'm the last person to like blow smoke up my own ass about like how, how hard it is to be an influencer. Cause like it is a lot of work sometimes, but also it is a very charmed life in a lot of ways. I want to be clear about that. But this is one of the things about content creation that's kind of difficult. Sometimes they <laughs> fucking do not work no, no matter how hard. And I got to tell you, no. when we try, we fucking try. We... Our, how many times did we film that? Two, twice. Twice. Yeah. Those were not short videos either. No. Guess who edited one? Yeah. Edited, I edited all A the way. Full, yeah. And I was like, I don't like it. I'm sorry. And I said, I, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. So this was something that we made into a main channel video and it just didn't translate very well. It didn't. And yeah, I wanted you to know too, we had the most wonderful, we had lunch. We, we talked about this video we idea did. and yeah. topic over, we had uh, our fajitas and yeah. our, our creamy chipotle burrito yep. Yep, 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 um, yep. and chips and salsa and margaritas. It was so good. And it was such a good, we had such a good conversation about it, Yeah, but it did not... And that was also the like epiphany that I had in watching this video is that I think it was such a wonderful conversation between you and I, yeah. and it was like such a, an interesting topic because it was a wonderful conversation. Because it was a wonderful conversation. And so I was like, why am I trying to distill this down into like just me straight to camera for 35 minutes when we could just have a conversation? We could just do this. Yeah. 
What, so, are we, what, are you, what are you teaching me about today? What are we talking we about? We are talking about male normative alexithymia, which is a whole lot of words to say. It's a big word. The phenomenon of men not knowing what their emotions are. And as a man, mm-hmm. I could relate to this, actually. <laughs> yeah. I did relate I think, to it. I still do relate to it. Yes. I, I think it will be an interesting conversation for yeah. us to have because I obviously have some of the clinical background about this particular issue. Um, and while I don't want this podcast to be like main channel content in the sense that, like, here I am with my outline, brr, 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 I do think it's kind of an interesting um, dual, uh, like, expertise here in oh, the sense that, like, I'm a dude. Well, because you've actually experienced this in your real oh, life. Yeah. Um, and oh, like yeah. we have talked about this in our own like work as a couple. It has also. come up a lot. I'll, I'll honestly fully admit that yeah. uh, I've definitely suffered from male alexithymia. <laughs> um, I'm recovering. Doctors and, hate me. <laughs> dumb. And um, I have like some background clinical yeah. knowledge about the topic. So I want to talk about it today. Um, so when worlds collide. Let's do some basic education here. First and foremost, the Educate term me. male normative alexithymia, okay. sometimes referred to as normative male alexithymia, same diff. This is a term that I or like originally was developed to talk about the phenomenon of like not knowing what you're feeling in regards to other disorders. So like the the two like most common ones. Are you okay? Pumpkin, I had a loogie. This is the problem with us being as enmeshed as we are is that sometimes when you make certain facial expressions, I'm like, oh, you're signaling me. <laughs> and like, actually, you're just making a face. I'm just making a face. Yeah. But because you did this. And so I was like, oh, is there something on my face? No, that's fair. <laughs> Honestly, I do be doing, or if I do this, if I do one of these. Or yes. Like, yeah. Then I'm like, oh, there's something wrong with my hair. Yeah. See, now I'm like, hold on. No, no, no. Your hair's hair. perfect. That cut was so good. Thank yeah, you. I got did, my hair cut recently and they did, did such, such a great job. job. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Alexithymia, just like as a term, has referred to the phenomenon of like not knowing what your feelings are in regards to autism spectrum disorder um, and also psychosomatic disorder, um, which is essentially where like if you've been traumatized um, and you have like a bodily sensation associated with the trauma. We talked about this before that like sometimes people experience like chronic pain, for example, in like a particular part of their body. But because that body that part of their body was featured in the traumatic experience. And so when you don't have the words to express an emotion, your body sometimes tries to like make you aware oh, of it. Oh, I just had a thought with myself or something, but not related Wait, to Wait, really? Well, I'm wondering with my tum-tums. Yeah, did you already know that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've tried to talk to you about that. When my anxiety gets real bad, my tummy gets weird. Mm-hmm. Which also for what it's worth is very common. That's like I'm, very much a thing. I love being basic. Anxiety tummy is like such a, a thing. Phew. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so alexithymia was like the fancy word to refer to that phenomenon. Yeah. Um, but people have been talking about this a lot lately on TikTok. I think it's so funny how stuff just like it's it's like you would think there was some concerted effort. I know. By like there's like a, a faculty or a committee somewhere that was like, mm-hmm. okay, this month's or not more like this week's yeah. on TikTok's case, more like this 48 hours is going to be Literally. devoted to talking about how men don't know how to feel their feelings. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. So people have been talking about it a lot on TikTok, yeah. especially in regards to the like people's marriages are ending phenomenon. Yes. And I also saw an article today too, that ties in with that. They were saying like, since the Beyonce tour and the Taylor Swift tour, yeah. uh, celebrity couples or like marriages have been divorcing more. Interesting. Or there been, uh, a lawyer has noticed there's been more celebrity divorces yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. but also i think too this goes back to my topic we talked about a little while ago yeah like people on tiktok and women aren't taking just the bare minimum shit anymore yes so like there's a bit of a yes like could we call it third wave feminism by chance <laughs> fourth 
fourth wave. I'm so sorry. Fourth or fifth, I think, probably Um, at this point. Who's keeping track? Honestly. But, yeah. But no, it is very much that, um, which actually is kind of why I want to talk about it, too, because my own personal pet theory is that Venus retrograde had something to do with it also, but that's Uh, neither here nor there. But no one would ever want to admit that it could possibly be anything to do with the stars. Of course not. Ew, it's not evidence-based. Astrology's for fucking idiots. (laughs) But I think it's interesting, though, um, that as we've seen TikTok become this platform where people are able to, like, speak more effectively to and like for their own community oh it's so specific yeah the specific audience yeah it's not just going out like the way that the algorithm is so specific oh my god it sort of like accidentally forms these like very niche uh like sub communities of people who then like feel empowered to talk about these things that nobody has ever talked about before if you thought subreddits were crazy no literally so yeah this has kind of become like a thing where people are talking about um, there was a TikTok that was made by one particular creator. I won't play it because it's really long. It is kind of long, but it <sighs> she does do a great job of explaining. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she basically talks about how like um, a lot of people's marriages are ending because of male normative alexithymia. Yeah. Um, and that essentially like the the mental load of having to know what your partner's emotions are, your male partner's emotions are, mm-hmm. recognize what's going on with them, and like move to sort of like. Uh, respond to that but then also the mental and emotional load of having to help your partner become aware that they're having emotions process those emotions deal with those emotions and then resolve those emotions is like exhausting absolutely so this is a thing that a lot of people are just like ending up getting divorces over because they're like basically sick and tired of like i'm not doing this right yeah and especially when male partners are like not receptive to the existence of that phenomenon, yeah. then it becomes a thing where like, I'm not going to debate with you then about like the reality of this thing that like I am very much experiencing, but just cause you, not us to be clear, no, yeah, uh, yeah. but like just cause I'm, thanks in, for clarifying. <laughs> I don't want people to think I'm like, I made this whole podcast episode to yell at my husband Aaron, on you're the actually internet. about to get your ass fucking no, burned. No. Welcome to your roast we, sesh. To be clear, we have had like our own issues with it, but yes. I feel like we're in a much better place. Like yeah. we've worked on it a lot in our own therapy. So. Well, and I think too, I, also, this is a, something else that's interesting to me when we talk yeah. about dating and stuff. Yeah. Is that it's always the comp, like men think they're fighting against other men. Oh my God. Yes. You're, guys, yes. You're, you're not. Well, there's, I don't, there's, for the few of you our, that are here, I know. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, if you are dating and you do feel that way, I promise you, you're not dating other men. You're dating women you're feeling comfortable or like not having to do the emotional labor of yes. being in a relationship yes. with a straight cis yeah. man. You're basically, I just you're, doubled that, but it was you're, a, you're not competing with other men. You're competing with the peace that existing in solitude can provide women yeah. who are especially like heterosexual women. Yeah. Um, which is like such an interesting paradigm shift because like a lot of people have talked about this, right? Yeah. That like, uh, people generally speaking are partnering less and less and like, especially legally people are yeah. getting married later and later in life. Less, less They're kid, delaying the yeah. onset of their first child, Absolutely. et cetera, et cetera, which also has its own like, uh, economical yeah. factors, right? Like also if motherfuckers want us to have kids, make shit cheaper. Literally. We Just can't like, afford to live. Fucking so why damn. would people want to have yeah. kids? But uh, that's like another factor, right? Is that like yeah. people are gaining this ability to speak openly in community about this phenomenon that has existed oh, for been, decades. Yes. Also, right? it's like that thing when people are like, oh, well, back in our day, no one cared about feelings or no one went to therapy. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's because you motherfuckers weren't just you, weren't you didn't ta- have the resources. You weren't talking about it. You didn't. Ta- yes. you, didn't know, you can't know something that you don't exactly. know. Exactly. But like when someone's like, hey, is this happening to you, too? Uh huh. And it's like, wait, you, too? Uh huh. Like, this is li- happening to everybody? Yeah. Yeah, like Maybe it's not we just, should do it's, something. It's not just me. 
Yes. No wonder fundamentalism is dying. No, literally. Um, well, and also too, I think there's a lot of value in that in being able to say like, not only is this not just a me thing, it's happening to other people and they feel the same way about it that I do, mm -hmm. right? I'm not being dramatic. Oh, I'm not being ungrateful. Over the top or crazy. Yes, exactly. Crazy. Oh my God. I wonder if you could see that. Was that a burp? No. What I happened? spit a bunch of. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, I saw you like recoil, but I didn't no, see this but like bit. the crazy, like the the stereotypical, like oh, crazy woman, old ball and yes. chain, like yeah, like that, like everybody else also yeah. feels really irritated by the way that this is affecting their lives, and yeah. also they're just like not willing to put up with it anymore. Oh right? yeah, a lot of the language that understandably, folks, yeah, a lot of the language that folks use on TikTok too is talking about like I don't want to be essentially like a single mother to like my own kids plus my husband. We joke about that all the time. I mean, it's yeah. actually a really sad thing, but like no, it we is. do really be joking about that. <laughs> yeah, because it is very much a dynamic that exists. Like, you know, I for what it's worth, like clinically speaking, um, we do this a lot as people where like yeah. we look to our partners to help reparent the wounds that we had in childhood, right? <laughs> Don't we have that conversation in couples therapy? <laughs> yes. And so especially for, you know, in this like this like stereotypical dynamic of yeah. like cishet man and cishet woman, um, there's this desire to be caretaken for your for the female partner to like be my mommy be mommy be take you yeah. know take care of me and let me sort of be like a baby thankfully i had daddy issues so you're just my daddy that's true yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a joke to be clear i'm kidding <laughs> just because uh, you called me daddy is that's a joke. exactly it was a callback uh -huh. it, it was a throwback to that but i don't episode. want people to think you're actually calling me daddy in our real life oh to, my like, god your daddy issues because that, that's a joke. i really cannot use the term daddy or mommy i know like, it's so been so like <laughs> It's like, like those are not like just regular neutral terms anymore. No, we're just joking though, to be clear. <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, so I think there really is this dynamic that exists of like, I want you to be my mommy essentially and like mm -hmm. take care of me, right? Yes, yes. Um, except that we're not saying that out loud. Nobody has explicitly no. agreed to this arrangement. And yeah. so women find themselves in this predicament of like, why won't you fucking be a grown up? Why yeah. won't you fucking take care of the stuff that like I need you to take care like, of, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the other way that this manifests that I think is really interesting, um, this is is more so like a commentary on like the idea oh. of the mental load generally this is the place for this is the place for it um but the the commentary of like um you know well i will do what you need me to do or i'll help you but you just have to tell me oh the, what you need the help it's still with. mental load you're not taking yes. any mental load yeah that's yeah. something we want to talk about that oh the mental load yeah i think it's so interesting because you don't realize because like uh, sure you can give me a like if you ask me like if there's stuff that i can do to help you out yes yeah like you're still having to and i run into this like right like this can apply to like so many different things yes but like very much or very often yeah like if i have to tell you and go out of my way to like explain how to do something yes. if i have to i mean just like frame it and try and like even take it out of a relationship like look at something at work or like if i have to yes. explain to someone how to make a burger Yes. And I'm like, okay, so you got to go grab everything. You show them where everything is. Mm -hmm. Here's your patty. Cook it on this. Flip it over at this point. Yeah. And then like this, this, and this. And there's like all these different pieces to it. Yeah. And then like if I have to watch you do that or like caretake sure. that process yes. to make sure it turns out good, mm -hmm. then like I'll just make the fucking burger myself. Yes. Like yes. why did I even, exactly. like you're not actually helping me at this point make this fucking burger. Like I just, yes. like I'll just do it. I'll just do it. No, exactly. And then it's like, or exactly. like I'll just order one. You yeah. can just sit there on your phone and I'll order one and like someone else. Like, why would I put one. myself through this fucking extra? Like, I would have just, mm -hmm. I could have just done this. Yes, exactly. But now I'm expending double the energy because mm -hmm. I'm not only teaching you to do it, I'm still having yes. to watch you. And then so I can't even go do something separate. Correct. Like, if I need to go make the fries, yes. 
Like I can't, I love or like, references. I know. Or like worst case scenario, yeah. they do say, okay, fine. Like you can you caretake me through this process. Give yeah. me all the instructions. Write me a pamphlet about how to make a burger. And they say, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. And then they serve you a raw burger. And they fuck it up. Yep. And they're like, I'm never going to trust you. And then just, never mind. and this is, this is parenting yep. and cishet relationships like 101. It yes. seems like yeah. when we get them, they're like, okay, well fine. Now we have exhausted mom talk where like, yep. no wonder they're all. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so sad. Oh, it's really, honestly. Exhausted I, mom talk is sad. I honestly have never like it's pretty rough it, i yeah the videos on there that people are like making it in earnest so are pretty soul crushing yeah these people talking about how like you know they're so grateful for their life and everything's so good except that like i you know when i come home and like yeah. my husband's sitting on the couch and doing nothing and i just like you know lay down on the ground and refuse to do anything because that's the only way that i get like rest time or whatever it's yeah. just like so depressing i know and, and, sad. and to be clear when i say we say sad it's like very empathetic like yeah very yeah empathic and like i because, just can't well i think the thing about it that's sad is that these women make these tiktoks again in earnest because they're sort of like making a joke yeah. about like ha 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 my husband is useless oh, yeah. um and like presented in this way of like i am exhausted by parenting my kids working a full-time job yeah. taking care of our house and also Doing mothering everything. my husband ha 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 isn't that so funny this is so normal and like people are like no like, like this is not. not okay it's like very much the fundy thing too yeah. of like we struggle oh my god. so much oh my god with marriage i almost want to say i know i don't want to go off tangent too much but that yeah. thing you read me about how hard marriage is oh so my bad god so bad i feel yeah. so like i just feel we had a conversation I, yeah, we, if you want to get off tangent with it we can yeah but I, I think oh, we should if you want to read it go for it because I, I don't want to read it verbatim because i don't okay. want to at that person because oh, they're not like a saying. big fundy they're got like, it, got it, got like it, got a got smaller fundy either way though it basically but, to summarize essentially was saying that like if your marriage is easy like don't judge people who do have a hard marriage yeah and it's not like living and being married to your complete and polar opposite is yeah. really difficult and communicating when everything you do when it's everything opposite yeah and when you disagree on everything yeah it's exhausting to be in a relationship and it's like yeah how did you get how uh -huh. did how did but then we also it tied the pick me stuff too we yes. talked about yeah well yeah because we okay so to further yeah, to further explain yeah um there was a post that was made by a minor fundy in the uh that got posted to the um snark fundy snark subreddit um basically where this person was talking about how like everybody assumes that your marriage is bad if you talk about how hard marriage is yeah. um but really the people who have easy marriages probably just married someone similar to them uh, fucking like uh, cheating like well, it was cheating yeah and the subtext being sort of like oh like you took the easy way out or like yeah. what a you know like little you know like sad like i'm so much better than you kind of because we have a hard life it's giving like i have to if i'm not working as suffering then like yes and now i'm better than you porn. because i'm trying so hard yeah um and so this person made this post talking about how them and their husband are just polar opposites everything about their life Don't is difficult agree on anything. they find communication constantly difficult and like um expressing love in the way that your partner wants it constantly difficult yeah receiving love in the way that your partner expresses it constantly difficult um and so they were just talking about how you know like this whole thing's so hard and, like we should be nicer basically yeah <laughs> um because like stop assuming that my marriage is bad um, and you and I were talking about how sad it is that like, essentially this boils down to an incompatibility, right? I mean, like, I don't see how else, because also my question is then like, was it like this before you guys got married? Probably. Or, like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like how. But also, again, this is like the fundy pipeline thing of like, first of all, just like find a person and like, especially in this like pick me environment yeah. where men is seen are seen as superior. Like, oh, aren't you just oh so lucky that a man likes you, you at picked. all? Yeah, you got to yes. be married. And so don't ask too many questions. Don't make too many demands. You might like kinda, ruin this whole thing. Yeah, you got to get to the finish line of like, you know, conning this oh so high valuable man into marrying yeah. you. But also because in this fundy environment, women are dehumanized and devalued to such a high degree that like i don't know that a lot of them really have the opportunity to develop their own identity or like personhood at all before they get married i feel like there's no way right especially if they're pushing it to happen so early yes but then like it's like oh surprise pikachu face then when you're miserable when you do decide to start finally finding kind of like yourself well and i think a lot of it too is because like they view marriage and parenthood as these like you know penultimate goals these oh, are the yeah. things that as long make as you, you get a grown those, up. as long as you get those check boxes you're good you're, you're good golden. yeah and so i think for a lot of people the expectation is that like my life will really start yeah once i become a wife and a mother it does actually that is like really like the undertone of it like you don't actually get to be well when we talk about that you're all the time with motherhood yet. and everything like you don't get to be a person yes until you've until has, you've completed these milestones yeah and even then still you're going to be like dehumanized and devalued you're not like as much of a person as yeah. men are but like at least you're a person you did the thing of. you were supposed to yeah and so i think especially conversations about like how do you approach cleaning your home right like first of all how would they know um because they don't live independently they don't really have the opportunity to develop their own routine of like caring for and doing for themselves right especially the men don't ever take care of themselves my impression is you go from basically like living under living at home living at home living with your spouse yeah yeah um and so like you know, for most people who do the kind of like more common thing of like slowly dating and courting and then moving in and like getting to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. Where like you learn to mesh your ways of being because you have your own way of being. And you're also ascertaining at the time that you're choosing a partner, does this person match with the way that I am intrinsically? But fundamentalist women are sort of taught that like your personhood is to mesh yourself around yeah, a man yeah, like, like you're not yeah you're not really yeah. meant to have a personhood it's not about ascertaining whether your intrinsic selves match it's about finding a man who's willing to marry you and then uh, uh, like meshing yourself into his life right yeah but obviously that creates conflicts because while men in this culture love to say i am the authority i'm the head of household also really what's happening is that the women and the wives and the mothers are doing the cleaning they're doing the cooking they're doing the scheduling they're doing the maintaining yeah they're doing the child rearing they're also simultaneously mothering their partners they're carrying all of this mental load it's like really women are the ones who keep this train moving oh right as a man like we would we would disintegrate yes we would especially in like fundy culture oh yeah you know um but then like that creates problems i think because really what's happening is that women are doing everything but the men still want to be like but do it my way and like taking credit for it literally why like you're not even here you don't help me with the child rearing so what the fuck do you care because also the like old adage of like the breadwinning and shit and all that bullshit like yeah it's very much like well i brought the money home so like now you do everything else Mm-hmm. Like no, fuck that. Literally, but also fuck too, that. like no one's saying marriage isn't hard either. Yeah, marriage can I think for sure be work. I, yeah, because I think that's the thing too. I don't want to discredit too, like yeah, having a relationship with someone and a long lasting relationship with someone is a lot of fucking work. Yeah, it yeah. is hard. It but requires also, you to care and like put in effort. At no point, because we were talking about this too, I was like, at no yeah. point have I ever been like, wow, I hate communicating with you, or everything no. I bring up to you is going to be a fucking argument, yeah, or no. like everything. 
everything about you. I just can't stand the way that you yes. are. Yeah. Like, well, and I think that's the thing too, that like is an important piece of nuance in regards to this conversation okay. about, um, like the, the fundy, like we hate each other phenomenon. Yeah. Um, it's not that re relationships and like marriage isn't work or isn't hard sometimes, oh, very much, but the yeah. thing that's hard is that like outside circumstances cause us to be like in a moment of crisis. Right. And so like we have okay. to figure out how to work through that together. Oh, right? oh yeah. Or, yeah like, yes. Yes. You know, um, if I have hurt feelings and I deal with that in a way that's like reflective of my own childhood trauma that you don't understand oh, yeah. the issue is that like we, as people need to figure out, like, first of all, how do I be responsible for my own shit? Right. Yeah. Like I need to make that conscious so that I can communicate it to you. But then also, like how do we communicate about that right yeah. like can i effectively teach you about my own shit in a way that you understand yeah. right it's not that it's well, being open to receiving that information yeah too is also yeah a big deal well, like, like being brave enough to share vulnerable yeah. stuff right like the the hard part of it is not like <laughs> i hate your guts yeah. or like the the difficulty is like in our intrinsic personhoods i thought that'd be like the bear like, yeah <laughs> the bear yeah. barrier the difficulty is in like the more nuanced and complex functions of yeah. like successfully navigating intimate partnership yeah you know like that's important nuance in this conversation because the fundy representation is that like marriage is difficult because you guys fucking hate each other basically yeah. which is like so not i know that helpful. tiktok really right I know. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty sad. But anyways, yeah, I guess that is kind of a tangent. Um, yeah. But it is still somewhat relevant, though. No, I think it is, too, because, because it ties into exactly what we were talking about. Yes. Um, especially in, like, the, the fundy realm of things. Okay. There is this, uh, well, and we've talked about this on the channel before, that the single most effective con that cishet men have ever pulled uh -huh. off is successfully <laughs> labeling anger as, like, not a real emotion. Oh, my God. <laughs> as, as, go on, yeah, go on. Yeah, Continue. as, like. If I'm angry, that's like a masculine emotion to have. And so therefore it's not this like yes. touchy feely girly bullshit. It's like it's fine. Yeah. I'm gonna go hit some shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like as if Which, that's not having feelings, but also correct. just not you're just not dealing with them. Yeah. But I think especially in that culture, this does very much turn into like, not only am I refusing to acknowledge my own emotions, but I'm also refusing to acknowledge the consequences of them, yes. which is also why people are choosing to divorce these shitty partners, because like it is a lot of work, you know? Like, it's exhausting trying to explain oh. to someone, like, yes, honey, you are, in fact, experiencing yeah. emotions, you know? Um, except, I guess, fundamentalists don't divorce each other because that's not allowed, <laughs> huh? Almost, I mean, that's a whole separate... Yeah, that's uh, a whole, whole separate, separate podcast, yeah. huh? Um, anyways, I sort of um, rabbit trailed us, but I am curious if you want to talk a little bit about, like, your own experience with male normative alexithymia. Because, like, obviously this is not a thing that I've experienced ever. Totally. I do actually have a vivid memory from couples therapy. Wait, or, when, when we first, first started, I remember saying to you, like, are you not just like flooded with emotion? Oh, are you no. not just like fucking drowning in your feelings anytime we have a conflict? And you were like, no. I feel like a little research <laughs> subject or like I should be in a little glass jar. Just like you're, yeah, you're our tadpole for today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, like, I think growing up and stuff, too, especially in my family dynamic was very much like the absence of emotions mm, mean, like, everything mm -hmm. is running smooth, you know? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so for you, it wasn't necessarily like the, the like, aggro, hetero, like, you're a sissy if you have emotions. No. So much as it was, like, any emotion means that there's conflict. Kind of, yeah. And we don't want conflict. Yeah, like, con like all feel like all big feelings must mean something is bad. So just like smush it yeah, down. Yeah, so just kind of be as neutral and like. Yeah. 
even like keel vanilla as, like yeah, milk toast is possible yeah like no no flavor yeah um and so obviously then growing up with you and like living together <laughs> yeah. um you are I'm quite the very opposite emotive person yeah and so i just kind of i think for a while they're a big source of our kind of you know like predicament yeah yeah was or that, like, like conflict. you are using so many emotions mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. oh there must be something wrong with you or something wrong with oh, me oh yeah or yeah. like i must be doing something wrong because yeah. i'm causing you to have big feelings yeah and like that's not how that works no no of course um, not. you're just like reacting to the stimuli yes or yeah. like reacting to me yes you know yeah or just like existing honestly yeah absolutely yeah, as humans and so do. i think especially after like really going to therapy for real yeah um i think the biggest issue honestly and i think too i don't know if it's because no i wouldn't generalize this for like all men but at least for me mm -hmm. um like the ability to describe something yeah or have a name like putting like stuff for in boxes emotions, you mean for boxes yeah, yeah oh absolutely like having like i know i like i'm pretty sure there's there's literally an emotion wheel right here next to me. <laughs> it's left um, over from my therapy office. I know. But like, I honestly, though, thing. like I didn't, you know, like the thing we run into a lot is when you're like, what do you feel like? And you'll give me like 15 synonyms for the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like, well, none of those. And then like you say one, I'm like, oh, OK, like that it's feels that right. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I think um, they're like downloading and unpacking. Yeah. Within like internally. Yeah. Like when you're having feelings about stuff and it's like. For me, it was very much like the black, white, or like gray. Mm -hmm. There were no other colors. Like everything oh, was like a little gray scale. Oh, got it. Yeah. So like okay. it's either you're mad. Yeah. You're happy. Uh-huh. Or, or like, like what, sad. sad, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like you got like. There's you, like, like three choices here. You got three moves. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that for me, like learning like there can be color. Yeah. And nuance, like not every emotion has to be so severe. Yeah. And I think so, at least for me, like that was a lot of the hang up. Yeah. Was like. If you do something that bothers me, yeah, like I can be irritated with you, yeah, but I don't have to be mad at you. Oh, you know oh, what I'm oh. saying? Like recognizing that like emotion exists on a spectrum of intensity, yeah. basically. Yeah, instead of interesting. Just like, yeah, instead of just yeah. like, oh, you did something that made me mad. I'm yeah. pissed off now. That's so funny. Yeah, because that's almost like the exact opposite of my childhood. Explain. Where like, okay, so growing up, obviously, like I'm a very emotive person now, but in childhood, like I, like I am emotive because I saw the adults around me being emotive yeah. all the time, right? Like I, well, we talked about this before that in childhood, it was very normal for me to see my parents in conflict. Yeah. Like they, which, you know, I think our parents were sort of opposite ends of the spectrum there. I where like so my parents didn't hide conflict from us at all. Which was very I dysregulating. Learned, I think like I learned about conflict from you. <laughs> and your parents didn't model conflict in any way. Yeah. Well, um, really, I was like, your parents fight so much. And you're like, your parents don't fight at all. Yeah. And I, like, and I was like, honestly, yours is more unnerving to me than mine. Oh, yeah. Um, well, that's I what I was. That, yeah, I remember this. That's what I was going to say, too, is like that I think. Notes. Yeah, I learned very early that not only do emotions constantly exist, but also that it's critical for you to discern what intensity those emotions are existing oh, at in totally. the moment because it was almost like a thermometer right that that, ex yes. that like yes. if because i am the way that i am because i grew up in an environment where it was like important for me to be aware of the emotions of those yeah, around like me a meter. yeah it was like a survival instinct right yeah. um and so it was almost like if if things are like you know good obviously that's great right if things are uh, a little bit irritated that's fine it's okay if we get into this like medium territory hot. then it's yeah. my job to start doing some soothing to start doing some situating how can we you're bring like this damage, temperature back down control. yeah and then when things obviously reach this boiling point it's like you know defcon one like you need to fucking fix yeah. it figure it the fuck out um but i think also this is why it's so disarming for you when i'm like oh are you anxious right now and you're like 
no. no. And I'm like, mm, I can feel it though. Anything to anything, <laughs> anything to not admit it. Anything but, to not admit it. Well, and like the truth is that sometimes like you might be like very, very surface or like um like on a deep underlying level. Maybe there's like a very small amount of anxiety for yeah. you about one particular thing. And I'm like, mm, my like nervous system feelers are like like I can feel it. Well, that's the thing you know? too. I can't tell if that's the enmeshment talking or if that's <laughs> probably that the too. therapist in you talking. Yeah, which I think we run into because I don't know if everyone's like. But I'm like I'm. I was like I'm pretty sure I'm hiding this pretty good. <laughs> and I'm just like. I'm like Mm-mm. Yeah, you're like a no, lie detector. You're like a lie detector. <laughs> yeah. You're just like. I'm like I know. Like I was like, there's no yeah. way this motherfucker can tell. Somebody said there's on no stream way. the other day that my bullshit perturbed bullshit meter was out. <laughs> oh, so many times I feel like that. I'm like, oh, you know, like like in a social situation, I was like, oh. Oh, not so bad or whatever like and then you're like no 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 mm-hmm. no like not good like and then i can... learn something and you're like ah you were right yeah, yeah yeah so i'm like i had never had a chance yeah to be fair uh no um but i mean like i think also too like that's part of the conflict for us is that yeah. i will pick up on like the most minute amount of emotional expression from you <sighs> sometimes i feel like before i even yes yeah, yeah. and so when you that's... when i'm like oh are you anxious and you're like no and i'm like yeah, you are. Well, and you're like, like, well, I, I don't anxious? know. Yeah, yeah. And so it almost becomes this like self-fulfilling prophecy where a I'm little like, bit. you're anxious, you're anxious. And then you're like, well, yeah. fucking now I am. Well, now Thank I, you. I wasn't before. And now I'm like, I'm anxious <laughs> because I don't know why I was supposed to be anxious in the first place, but yeah. like I should be anxious now. Yeah, exactly. No, honestly. It becomes kind of this weird yeah. circular thing. Do you think there's a position or like a, I guess, is it a good or a bad? Is there a way to like overfeel feelings? Oh, yeah. 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 What is that? What a thousand that? percent. Well, I think especially. Like, is it like a sensitivity? Well, like, yes. Okay. So like multiple answers okay um i, I think first of all people do do this where like we dwell on emotions okay. um this is a problem of mine where like i, I feel that. yeah like wallow in in the feeling for me it's kind of like a weird it's sort of uh like <laughs> this sounds fucked up it's almost like a self-harm thing okay that like helps me to process through the emotion where i like yeah, almost need to sense. torture myself with like feeling sad or feeling hurt or angry yeah. or whatever I that was shame before and yeah. i can like finally let let it go like release it yeah totally you have to yeah. like sit and you have to like sit in the shit for mm-hmm. yeah yes and i think the degree to which i do that is probably uh dysfunctional right that's like a thing i'm working on i feel like you've gotten a lot but i feel like yeah very much early on in our relationship i feel like that was yes. very much like the coping like yes the, like the sad music playlist and i'll just like lay on the bathroom floor for a few hours uh, yeah and be depressed and like babe that's not normal no, you know yeah. like stop doing that not that yeah. it's not normal but like that's not healthy for it's you not a, it's not a, the you know? best yeah that was like one of the big catalysts in our relationship that I you were like that. you should probably talk to someone i, know, I remember that <laughs> i know it's crazy to me to think that i was the one that uh-huh. asked if you wanted to go to therapy yeah and i was like i don't know like maybe had you started going to school yet for therapy? yeah you did so i was in school for social work but at the time i wanted to be like a court-appointed special advocate for yeah. kids i don't think i was doing like clinical social no, work so concentration either. yet yeah God, i discovered crazy. that by accident yeah but yeah so i think i do that a little bit where like um when you dwell too much in yeah. the emotion then it becomes like dysfunctional um and like a thing that not only is like a time issue oh okay clearly that scared that the scared actual me. fuck out of me oh my god oh oh <laughs> hi hi hello i thought there was an earthquake that poor man is probably like, why are these people always here oh, no, he's like, I'm when I'm trying, trying to, to do my job? <laughs> I know. We do get in the way. Do you ever think about how often we spit on the microphones? Probably. Oh, nope. But I am now. <laughs> it's a little gross. 
right, All right. Sorry. We got distracted because there was a loud noise and I got startled. It happens. Um, but yeah, so I think I do do that where like, uh, you know, when you wallow in it to a degree it, that's yeah. like not healthy, then it becomes like a time issue. But also like, again, like the self-harm thing almost, yeah. which is like not good. Obviously, that's not the way that we want to no. be dealing with emotions. But also, um, I think sometimes we do this where like, instead of actually feeling your emotions, you're like thinking about them. Oh, all the time. I get all the fucking time. Yeah, you're yeah. becoming like fixated on like the stories that we tell ourselves surrounding yeah. the emotion. Um, and so then you're like not actually processing effectively you know i i feel like that's been like the biggest thing too is like not being so critical of them or like it was almost like a oh, spot like for judgy. Me. yeah but it was almost like a form of like paralysis where like if i don't have the perfect word because mm-hmm. i'm very much like type a in that situation yes yeah, where yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. i don't want to admit that i'm mad when yeah. i'm actually oh i don't know fucking uh <laughs> slightly perturbed frustrated mm-hmm. you know or distant mm-hmm. or critical mm-hmm. you know like i'm feeling very critical right now yes yeah um but like if i don't know the word critical and i can't get it on my head yeah or in my like in my head yeah, 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 then yeah. i get stuck yes and i'm like well now i'm mad and i'm frustrated because i can't think of what yes. the appropriate emotion uh-huh. is but like i know i feel something yeah i just don't know what the fuck it is yeah you know what i'm saying yes so yeah, yeah i think that's very much like the hang up for me yes. a lot yeah um, I feel like this also happens too because in conflict, you and I are like opposites again in this regard, oh. where like I um, process most effectively verbally, like out loud. Okay. Right. I do have this like very deep internal sense of emotions. Yeah. But, but I, you, like, you... I find it most easy to to let go of them if i like say it out loud oh definitely um which i think is also like directly related to how long i've been in therapy um it has to be right yeah but for you in order to effectively verbally process something you need to have the language for it first yeah Um, which also kind of gets it like the the I don't know, like a uh, core of the issue with male normative alexithymia yeah. is that I think there is very much a breakdown in the way that like, you know, in a binary sense, obviously sex and gender is not a binary. Yeah. Um, but in a binary sense, um, women are raised and socialized and educated oh, we talk with about like, this all the time. a huge depth of knowledge and complexity about emotions. Yeah. Um, and like men are very much not. It is kind of the thing where like you have three options, right? Yeah. You can be angry, you can be sad, or you can be like happy. Like, like pick that's one. it. No, yeah. it's the men from uh, women are from Venus, men are from Mars. Yes, except they... that book is terrible, actually. Did you know that? No, what's wrong with is it? Oh, is it's it awful. Yeah, well, that too. That was a, a book that like, was recommended to us a lot in the early oh days of our marriage like no, not even when we were in oh, high yeah, school when we were kids actually. I, in, I, I yeah. read some of that when i was in high school yeah um as a an adult now I've like looking through it as a clinician it. oh it's terrible oh my god really it's awful fucking advice yeah i'm like uh, so, we should talk about that we should talk about that honestly <laughs> i had no idea uh, oh it's so bad you've read um, it again as an adult not like fully but i've like looked into it more oh wow really? um yeah it's interesting to like look back on like how teenage me was being fucking gaslit into thinking that i was like a fucking alien there's something <gasps> so wrong with oh, me. Oh my god mm-hmm. really well and also too because it, it it's predicated on the premise that like men and women are inherently different and like in when reality, actually the truth is that like human beings generally speaking are like a product of their experiences say, their environment yes. their society that they live in correct their culture yes their family their learnings yes um and so like it's entirely possible for people regardless of their genitals their yes. gender their uh sexual assignment at birth yeah um to experience you know like similar abilities in terms of emotional expression and like you know whatever um but the problem is that like when society views you a certain way and it 
chooses to consciously educate you yeah. about a topic in a particular way that like disadvantages you, um, then you then have to like do extra work on the back end, basically, yeah. to like unfuck the way that you've been disadvantaged by society. You I know, I think it's that thing too where like Ow. we're not actually addressing the actual issue yes. in the room. Like, a thousand the percent. Problem. We're like deciding all the other things around it instead it's like, yes. oh, like people are just culturally or societally yes. being told this. Yes, exactly. Like, and like if we address this like at like the missing, root. Like the issue is here and we're just like yes. walking yeah. around it. Well, and that's also kind of what the book does basically is like trying to give people like strategies yeah. for working around their inherent differences because men and women are so different. And like actually what we should be doing is just addressing that like uh, societally and systemically, we are, first of all, disadvantaging men by not uh, providing them with like yeah. the language and the opportunity to have very normal human emotions. But we're also disadvantaging women by teaching them that it's their fucking job to teach oh. men about the things that they should have just been taught alongside women like, in childhood in the first place. You have to continue to mother for the rest of your mm -hmm. life, basically, yeah. regardless of whether you have a child or not. Exactly. Like, yeah. No, it's literally that? that. We're like, we're treating yeah. the symptom instead of the root cause, like Which you were saying. Back to the dating thing. Like, oh, God. This is exactly what I'm talking about. When, yes. Like, it's the choice between, like, mm -hmm. not between other men, but like being in a relationship relationship or like yeah the lack of and if that brings yeah. more joy um i feel like that's also such an interesting conversation too because a lot of people like especially i think uh you know like cishet men who are really okay. committed to like the alexithymia thing will hear that and think like like that doesn't make any sense so basically you're choosing to be alone and be sad uh without a partner then uh because being partnered to a man is like so annoying and like actually the truth is that women have such emotionally intimate and deep and like oh. meaningful relationships with other people who are not cishet men yeah. um, that like really there's not like as much of a hole in their lives as there is for cishet men. Like when you find the opposite, when you say the opposite, yes. the opposite is like not true as like exactly. in solidarity. Yes. As, I mean, cause it's like, it, it can be very lonely. Yes. Being, being single and like not having yeah, a long-term partner. Course. Yeah. Um, but for people who have that ability to speak openly about their emotions yeah. and develop emotional intimacy with others, like having a platonic soulmate serves a lot of the same purpose yeah. um, of like uh, a long-term partnership and a lot of regards. One of the other things I got distracted, but one of the other things I wanted to talk about, I had on my little noty notes for okay. today um, is something that I mentioned in the original video about how therapists get this question a lot of like, can you predict whether a couple will like make it, you oh, know, okay. especially because like the Gottmans have sort of made themselves these like authority figures in this regard. Yeah. The, um, the four horsemen uh, yeah. thing. Um, people use that oftentimes as like a fortune telling thing, which no, literally. personally I really disagree with. Um, but therapists get this question a lot. Um, and I feel like that's uh, a useful topic of conversation in regards to this issue also. Like the four horsemen or something else? Well, like, can can you like clinically predict whether a couple will make it oh, or not? Can you? Um, not. Well, like, I guess. But like more so the issue at hand, in my opinion, as a clinician is not like the particulars of what you're fighting about okay. so much as it is the way that you're fighting about it. Okay, you know? I think that makes total that makes Like we kind of touched sense. on this earlier, right? But like yeah. having a partner who is able to understand and relate to the complexity of your emotional experience yeah. is going to be a lot more valuable and like useful um, in your conflict resolution. And so it doesn't really matter if I you're mean, fighting about like sex oh, or family. Like whatever, we talk about that all the time, like the way you communicate through your issues. Yes. I have had that yes. conversation with so many people because it's just like the, I think the thing I run into a lot in my own personal life yeah. is like the commitment to not understanding your partner. Yes, is like the crazy. thing. I think the 
inability or like the lack of interest <laughs> in wanting to learn new techniques or yes. methods or strategies to communicating with your partner. Yeah. And then ergo turning take. into like this weird belly up, like, well, I just won't do anything then because like, what's the point? It yeah. always leads us to the same place. Yeah. And I think for us, like we kind of did that. Like the insanity thing where like you do the same thing over and over expecting to oh, get the same result. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, yeah. And something we actually just recently talked about in couples therapy. I'm looking forward to our next session actually. Me too. But yeah. it's like breaking this cycle mm-hmm. because we've talked about this too in the past. Is yeah. like at our worst when we were having the biggest issues. Yeah. Um, like moving through conflict, like the mm-hmm. biggest trouble. Yeah. Where things would take days to resolve sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like now... Or like, but in order to get to a place where we are now, we're like, we can move through conflict pretty quickly. I feel yeah. like, yeah, I can and like say pretty, that pretty successfully, and like also feel pretty seen. Yeah, while doing and it. like feel good at the end. It's not like you're yeah. left at the end feeling like this weird hollow. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I uh, hate I that. Like, that's are the we worst. Better? Are we not better? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, in order for us to have done that, and mm-hmm. I, I feel bad because I can't exactly say or remember now exactly what we changed. Or like, I can't. Oh, I, oh, I, I yes. can't remember how we used to argue before i guess Same. lots of me like kind of stonewalling or like withdrawing yeah yeah um, we were very much doing the like pursuing and withdrawing thing yeah where i was pursuing and you were withdrawing. um instead of like both coming to the table yes i think that's the thing too is like something we figured out not early on but kind of like one of the like aha moments for mm-hmm. us was like moving through like it should be very much you and your partner <laughs> against x yes against like it the doesn't thing. have to be a person but like yeah whatever the whether the it's issue. money or whether it's like Again, like family stuff. Yeah, it doesn't. You can apply it to anything, but like you two are a team. Yes. And I think the thing that comes up a lot, or I notice in like cis hetero relationships, is like it's very adversarial. Mm -hmm. Like it's me against my wife. It's my wife against me. You know. Yes. And so like it just turns into this weird like actual fight Mm -hmm. where like you know like you're not working together towards a common goal. Yes. You're looking to either like get a win. Yes. Or like get your way. Yes. Well, and it is kind of that thing too where I think. The, the problem with this like male normative alexithymia uh-huh. going unaddressed is that it is this thing of like, well, that's just the way that I am, right? Oh, like, very much me, this commitment. Yes. Me not being able to know that I have emotions or express fault. them to you. It's just the way that I am. How come you can't accept yeah. that? Why is that not good enough for you? Literally. And so that's when it turns into like, I, I hear what you're saying that that's where it turns into this like you versus me thing. Cause it's yeah. almost like, like saying I am committed to being this helpless person who's actively hurting you by refusing to work on it and so like why won't you just do this thing that requires you to like abandon yourself and your boundaries right and like yourself short cut a little bit that that fucking sucks so much you know and like I think that also kind of gets to the core of the issue of like why people are choosing to end their marriages because I talked about this in the original outline, but like at a certain point it becomes a boundaries issue, right? Where like, it is not my job to like educate another adult human being about their emotions or themselves or whatever. Um, And I think for, for men who become really committed to this, like, uh, you know, I don't know my emotions and that's not my fault thing. um, It's, it's this like, you know, I want things to continue the way that they've continued or the way that they've it's been in the past. It's easy for me. Like this, this arrangement is good yes. because I'm reaping most of the benefits. Yes, it's exactly. It's the time thing we've I talked about. I have to about. do like very little actual yeah. effort here and you just figure it out for me yeah. essentially. And so like, why won't you just keep doing this? Right. And like yeah. for like on the other side of this encounter, like you can't control what your partner is doing. If they're committed to being a shit and like digging their heels in, then like you can't force them to change. You yeah. can't force them to be better. So sometimes the only choice that we can make then is like, remove yourself from the equation, right? Yeah. Discontinue providing free emotional labor. Um, And like that, generally speaking, like, you know, 
based on like what a lot of the community reports is and stuff like people talking about this in social media and like yeah. you know public discourse whatever um means that like the relationships become distant and then ultimately there's like the dissolution of a partnership yeah. you know and i think too it's the um and i think you'll be able to segue this really nicely yeah um but it's the the lack of responsibility like mm -hmm. it's the like society has not given me these tools yep. to work on this yep and so like that's just the way it is but like yeah. at what point does it i mean of course we know at what point yes. it becomes but it is personal yeah. responsibility to move past yes and like i think for us one of the conversations was i felt really i had a lot of guilt and shame yeah because i wasn't able to communicate with you because mm -hmm. you're i mean you obviously you went to school to yeah. be a therapist but like also yeah. you've been in therapy for years yourself yeah you got kind of a um, raw deal on that end i won't and lie. so like <laughs> we talk about this all the time or it was like yeah. if you like a graph you know like you're up yeah. here like you mm -hmm. you got your college degree and like i'm still in elementary school yeah um and yeah. it shouldn't be like you are coming back down to elementary school yes yeah like i need to come Make up to you and to I need come, to graduate yeah. and I need to like it's my own responsibility to get these tools yeah to be able to communicate with you in an effective way yeah so we can move through conflict but like yeah. that was my responsibility to work through like I was not given those tools yeah either which you was know, not but, your like, fault no right? but like at some point like I can't just bank on yes. or I can't just continue to like like sort of lay back yeah. and like assume that you will just continue to fix it and I think yeah. the thing that I always is because the responsibility shouldn't be on the partner who has done Who's already doing the most? Yeah, I yeah, it's who's like say. doing the work. Yeah, but I just for can't sure. imagine like having someone express themselves to you mm -hmm. and being like, because I will say through all the faults and foibles and the things that we've uh, had Worked to address yeah. in our relationship, yeah, at, at times they've been difficult and I've been defensive, well, yeah. but like I've never been like, oh, Mickey's bringing up this thing, like I don't give a fuck, like yeah. deal with that shit on your own, yes. like no, oh yeah. my god, I can't no. imagine. So I guess I just don't understand this like weird. Yeah. It's like it's like back to the thing with Uche. Like, are you aware? Yeah. Are you aware you're doing this to Aaliyah uh -huh. or not? Like, are you aware? Do you recognize what you're doing yeah, or you, no? Can you see the harm that's being caused? Yeah. Like, is this? Are you aware that this arrangement it does work in your benefit? Yeah, and you just don't and care so you're to happy, change it. You, yeah, like in your mind, not rocking the boat or addressing yeah. anything. Yeah. Because also that's something that cracks me up with this too. In these, at least from my point of view, in these positions, yeah. and at least too, I'll say I'll t I've taken a lot of this from like dating shows and stuff. Sure. But like. Like the bar or the buy-in that the other partner is asking for <laughs> yes. is so fucking marginal. So it's so embarrassing. Yes. And like I yes. think that's the funniest thing to me is like these relationships could really work out really well. Yes. Honestly. And like a not in like a fully actualized way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at least as far as dating and reality TV shows yeah, yeah, yeah. are yeah, we're like, not signing off on reality yeah. TV being a good way like, to date, but like you I get could what you're very saying. easily, like without cutting off very much of yourself, especially like from yeah. the male, from like the male, the cis the, yeah, point. like men's perspective. Like yeah. the buy in there is like really not that much energy or effort. No. Like most of the time, most of these the opposing partner who's like asking for more. Yeah. Like would like very bare minimum. Nominal effort. And I talk about this all the time. It's yes. almost annoying to watch. It's <laughs> like you motherfuckers are just doing the, like you just got to do the least. Do the least. Like yeah. you don't have to try that hard. This person's not asking you to do the yeah. most like incredibly difficult work. They're not They're asking, just asking you to do for deep do trauma. Like, like yeah. go to uh, what's the uh, the EMDR. EMDR. Like yeah. go through intensive therapy multiple yeah. times a week. They like, literally just want to know how just you learn feel. how just learn how to like address some emotions. Yes. You know. Yeah. No, a thousand it's not percent. Not a lot. Yeah. Um, no, I feel like especially too because um, that kind of stuff gets platformed as like normal. Ugh. That also like contributes to this issue, and it's so fucking yeah. irritating to me to see people like resonate with this like helplessness, this like learned helplessness thing of like, well, it's not his fault that he doesn't know how to do that. No. And, like, 
you're right. Yeah. Yes, it's not his fault. And also, Literally. like, the question becomes then, okay, so it's not your fault, right? It's okay for this to be an issue that yeah. you need to work on. That's very human. That's not shameful. And in order for this partnership to be successful, you can do one of two things. You can lean on your partner and essentially ask them to cut off little pieces of themselves um, to keep this partnership running to their detriment. Or you can do the kind and loving thing, which is acknowledging that you have stuff yeah. to learn and like work through it in some form or fashion. Right. Um, and it doesn't like, take a lot of, that's the thing too. It doesn't take a lot of therapy. I feel like, yeah, no, like no. most therapists I mean, are like pretty a competent. Fair amount. Yeah. But like, like a, a doable amount. It's not like a year's worth of work. Yes. It's not like we're done. talking about someone needing to process and unlearn like a lifetime's yeah. worth of complex trauma. Of course that would be helpful. Well, yeah, obviously that's but ideal. Like, generally like for most it's surface like level work. Yeah. I feel like communication. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing too. I don't know if you can uh, attest to this or not, but like huh. most relationships probably don't die from a single Mm-mm. action Mm-mm. or like obviously like cheating and breaches of trust and like yeah. things like that. But most of the time it's the paper cut thing we talk about. Well, and at th- least that's my impression. The thing that's funny too about this arrangement in particular, um, like as a clinician who's sort of been on the receiving end of this like like i usually am the clinician for the female partner in this equation is what i'm saying the funny thing is that first of all it is very much the paper cut thing yeah where like when the female partner puts their foot down to say like we're not doing this anymore right um i'm not doing this like i'm setting my boundaries to say that i'm revoking my uh coerced emotional labor yeah the male partner then, and again, we're using binary terms here for the sake of simplicity, rarely if ever. This can happen in any relationship, yes, of course. Yes, yes. But uh, the male partner ac- partner's accusation is that you've changed. You, oh, yeah. You, female partner, have changed the dynamic of our relationship, and that's not fair. And so I don't like that, right? In reality, you're getting left, or like you're getting left behind. Um, well, like, and like and what's happening really is that your female partner is just doing the thing that you're doing, right? Yeah. They're setting boundaries. Well, not even. They're, they're setting boundaries to say, say yeah. I'm not overdoing, right? I'm going to yes, contribute yes, yes. what is actually a healthy amount. And so the male partner has this like self-righteous indignation of like, why are you asking me to do so much from their perspective? It feels like they're being abandoned and they're being asked to put in this amount of effort that is just like unequal and unfair. And actually what the partner is looking for is equity. They perceive equity to be like to their detriment, which is like the root of the problem, you know? And the funny thing about this is that for the, you know, in in the scenarios where the partner is willing to say like, okay, fine, I'll work on it. Oftentimes what happens is that they work on it for a week. They make yeah. some amount of progress for like a week and then they give up. And then yeah. it, this is, again, the paper cut thing of like you sort of keep your partner, you like breadcrumb this partner yeah. by saying like, yeah, 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 I hear you for sure. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. And then things gradually over time, over the course of like a week or two weeks, yeah, go back, back to down. the way that they were. Yeah. And it is the saddest, most soul crushing, heart wrenching thing to see these people be locked in this cycle of <sighs> like wanting to believe that their partner is capable and also them some- knowing that their partner is capable, but over time time just choosing to not do it because it's the more convenient yeah. option to like choose to not care essentially and i will say that's definitely the one thing too that like therapy i feel like it just helps hold you kind of accountable mm-hmm. it helps keep you because if you got to go explain yourself at least for me uh-huh. like i'm like i, I want to be a good boy obviously <laughs> yeah i want to be told i'm good yeah um, get the a but also too you have to get it from that intrinsic spot too because you can't rely on someone else, too. Because I feel yeah. like, too, we talk about this all the time. Or, like, yeah. you've taught me, like, change happens. So when slowly. You, or, what, like, when you intrinsically want it. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like you can't, like when you're forced, when you're, no one likes to be told what to do. No. Do, to do. No. But so like you have to, all, like there's there's like several pieces of it that I feel like that have to kind of align. Yeah, they have to line up. But also it doesn't take that much work to line them up. Like the ability to line things up is not yes. impossible. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing about that too is that again, like oftentimes when the female partner revokes their like coerced labor, yeah. the accusation of like you've changed and like blah, blah, blah. Like you're the reason our marriage is falling oh. apart. Um, I give people the like Jenga tower analogy all the it's time. It's such a good analogy. It just um, works. That like if your partner essentially by like choosing to participate in this like male normative alexithymia, yeah. like learned helplessness thing um, has been pulling blocks out of your Jenga tower over time, over the years yeah. and years, right? There's like all these missing holes and you revoking your essentially coerced labor um, is the thing that makes the tower fall over. It's not actually your fucking no. fault, right? Like, sure, maybe this uh, choice that you've made was the inciting incident, but, but all of the instability was caused by somebody yes. fucking else. And like, regardless of whether they choose to own that or not, the objective fact is that there's a bunch of fucking holes in this tower, right? Like it didn't no, fall over. no one decision should be the reason that this relationship fell apart. And yes. like, that's the paper cutting thing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Such a perfect way to yeah. describe that. Yeah. I feel like that's a nice place to wrap up. The I think episode, so too. Honestly. I mean, it really brings it all together. I thought we did um, really good. I'm glad that we talked about this yeah. because I feel like this was a much more interesting way to discuss yeah. this issue than me just like yamming on about it. I hope on you guys enjoyed channel. this. Yeah. I hope this. Yeah. Not, also, I just, one thing you said in the video yeah. um, is like, it's not the responsibility of mm -hmm. the, a femme presenting partner or like oh yes yeah, i think yeah. let's wrap up if you want to just that's like, a good yeah, yeah that's also a good um educating thing um the other like takeaway piece yeah. uh here is that especially if you find yourself in this dynamic i want to discourage people from from taking on the responsibility um to educate your partner about this right yeah. because it's essentially just like shirking the mental load back onto your plate if you Which, have a partner who struggles with this it's like very valid to want them to get help yes. but i want to caution people against being the person who's like uplifting them constantly just yeah. like okay here we go i'll get you there i'll well, get you there because it's the same thing you're just right? doing the same thing it's just now you're still doing the labor. Yes. Well, and still fucked up. The scary thing about this too is that that can turn into resentment really fast. Um, a for you or for dependency. being the person who yeah. has to lift up your partner, but B for your partner to be like, why are you constantly? Yeah. You know, like it's the thing that you were saying that like lining up the pieces can be difficult, but it's not all that it's difficult that they can't do it on their own. Um, and so like making some clear boundaries around like your time and emotional labor and all that yeah. stuff, like being clear to your partner that like the way that you're behaving is hurting me and is going to put us in a place where I can no longer do this. And like, that may very well be the end of our relationship. If you're not willing to work on it, like that, uh, disclosure should be enough for someone That's to have the intrinsic motivation yeah. to say like, okay, I'm going to do this imperfectly. It may take me some time. Like That's I don't really have the skills yes. and like the knowledge. Also, that's something I wanted to say earlier too, is I that forgot. like with the, the, this thing yeah. that we we're talking about, even for all of like the difficulty that we've had in like, you know, figuring out our conflict resolution yeah. stuff, there was never a time that I felt like I had to like lift you oh, you know what i'm you. saying there was like a patience thing that i think i had to learn because like for me i think everyone should be good at everything forever because that's that my own too, but it just doesn't happen, <laughs> that's you know? my own like very aggressive judgment that i yeah. level at myself yeah um and so like there was a patience thing that i had to learn in terms of and giving you that, your yeah. space to like work through it in a way that is actually very human it doesn't happen overnight like i would say it no. probably is taking me the better part of yeah. a year i would say yeah yeah i think so but like never in that time did i feel like i had to be like cupping your little butt cheeks to like here you go like come on little guy like let me lift you up you know what i'm saying thank you um and so like i guess i just i guess that's like a 
good place to close out the episode yeah. that if you making that disclosure to your partner isn't enough for them to have the intrinsic motivation yeah. to work on it, then like that's not a you problem. Yeah. It's not that you're not being clear enough. It's not that you're not trying hard enough. And it's not your job to say like, okay, I'll kit and glove you through this. You're already to at hundred percent. You. Yeah. You, you can't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like that's not fair. And I, full. I especially want to encourage people to like hold firm if somebody's trying yeah. to manipulate you or like gaslight you into believing that it is your job. Cause it's fucking not like, that's not fucking fair. Yeah. You know, I think it's just this thing of like rejecting the bare minimum. Yeah. 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 A thousand percent. Like you deserve more than that. Everybody deserves more than that. You know, I think so too. Yeah. This was a fun conversation. I'm glad Excellent. we talked about it. Me too. Thanks, Thanks for, for bringing coming. us up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I work here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for coming and watching. Yeah. I don't podcast. really have any recommendations. Me neither. Um, that's okay. Yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, thanks for coming anyways uh, I hope that you guys enjoyed the conversation Yes. Um, if you want to support the pod you can like the video and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening yes, on thanks for coming and we'll see you on the next one bye, bye.